What's up and welcome into Lead Block. Happy Friday, everybody. My name is Tyler Walters. I'm your host alongside my co-host, Matthew Anderson. Matthew, how you doing? Doing great, man. How about you? Doing good. We have a very special guest in the studio today. Uh, we would like to welcome on Madison Thiel, former equestrian. Are you graduated now? You're done with equestrian? No. Well, I'm done with equestrian, but I still have some school to go. So I'm done in December. Well, yeah. I mean, graduate. I know you still have school. <laughs> Are you graduated from the equestrian yes, team? Yes, I'm okay. out of my eligibility. Okay. All right. We have Madison Thiel on today. Maddie, what's your Twitter handle? Madison Thiel 116. Instagram. Maddie T116. Okay. Go follow Maddie. Go follow the show <laughs> at lead underscore block on both Instagram and Twitter. Go follow Matthew at Matt the Chosen One, number one on Instagram and Twitter, and myself at Tyler Walter CNR on Twitter. Um, We'll start from the, I guess, from the top of topics today. Usually we go straight into the Carolina game, whoever the Gamecocks are playing. We'll start with Maddie. So we brought Maddie in. I convinced her to come on because Maddie is, like we said, a former equestrian athlete who still does a good bit with the team, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. Um, And Maddie did a story a couple weeks ago on the NCAA's, uh, California's, excuse me, Fair Play to Pay, Fair Pay to Play? Is there Fair Play to Pay? Yep, Fair Pay to Play Act. Act. (laughs) And she got Ray Tanner interview Mm -hmm. and a interview from Kobe Smith, defensive, Gamecocks defensive tackle Kobe Smith. Kobe is, what year is he? He's He's a senior, senior, same as me. He graduates in December. Okay. That's a big guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's a a pretty big dude. Very nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Maddie was very nice and let me tag along on her interview with Ray Tanner, um, who is the athletics director here at USC, if you don't know. Yeah. Um, I would imagine most of the people listening to the lead block know. But, so you did that story, and you got turned out that, like, you got exclusive with Ray Tanner, which was cool. Yeah. I think yeah. you and I talked about it after uh, we left the interview. And then the kind of the story this week is we haven't been, we haven't had an episode since it came out. The NCAA is making progress to make a rule. They haven't made any rule yet, but they want rules made by January 2021 that will allow college athletes to make money off their name image and likeness mm-hmm. if and i'm not mistaken it's like it can be made effective immediately but it has to have at least get going by 2000 has right? to happen by january january 2021 right. it can it can start at any time and that still doesn't mean like they can make a ruling now um and they can make a ruling now and say this rule takes effect in 2025 right. so yeah it still doesn't mean it's going to happen by 2021 but yeah, I think the big thing about it is that it was just everyone thought NCAA wouldn't allow it, and what came out is that they are going to allow it. So that was really just the big news. What all the specifics and everything kind of fell afterwards, but everyone was just really surprised that the NCAA came out and said, "You know what? We are going to allow this, and we're going to try to get on board with this." I think I was surprised they came up with the decision so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the reason they did that is kind of something we learned from your Tanner interview mm-hmm. is that the this is going to have to be settled in Congress uh, f- as far as when we were talking about California's fair pay to play or 
whatever it's called. I get the play and the pay mixed up. <laughs> California's bill or act now that's yeah. signed into law. Um, and something's going to happen above the have to happen above the state level for it to actually follow through with collegiate athletics throughout the country because you can't have states have different things when they all play for the same championships. Right. Um, those being NCAA championships. And I think that's the reason the NCAA jumped on it so quick. So they asked, Congress is expecting to, to be formulating some kind of bill on this um, very soon. And the NCAA asked, from what I learned this week, that Congress pushed that back. And Congress told them no. Okay. So they made this committee of presidents and athletic directors and whoever else that Ray Tanner was discussing with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, the NCAA did. And they said, we've got to come up with something. And they came out with this ruling this week. This ruling that there will be a ruling. As if I <laughs> that's yeah. about the best way I've heard it put. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Matthew, I'm sure you're with me. Like, the first thing that jumped was, like, oh, like, it's here. Like, we're doing everything. Like, you see the headlines, right? And you see, um, like, oh, NCAA allows name, image, likeness. No, they're allowing the opportunity for name, image, and likeness. Mm-hmm. They haven't allowed. They aren't officially ruling it. Like eligible yet mm-hmm. um, so like you jump to the first thing it's funny on Twitter the first thing you jump to obviously is, is NCAA football gonna come back yeah everybody's on that now it's like okay well since we got there because everybody's just assuming everything's fixed okay since we got that fixed let's go ahead and bring back NCAA football which most college football fans who play video games truly enjoyed while, while it was out yeah I mean it's definitely the only good game that EA Sports has ever put out probably EA Sports tends to, <laughs> they just mess up games time after time. Just ask anyone who plays FIFA. Yeah. Um, people hate EA for some reason. <laughs> but everyone agrees that NCAA Athletics, maybe it's only because EA are the only gaming company that ever made them. Yeah. It's the greatest thing known to man. Yeah, because 2K never even jumped on the train there, so it was just EA Sports. Yep. And, yeah, I I mean, that's where we jumped. But that's not gonna. That's going to take a while. That's a different argument for a different day. <laughs> So we're not getting there. We're not there yet. So these things like haven't happened yet. And I helped edit a story this week um, that another one of my colleagues at the Carolina News and Reporter wrote about the ruling itself. Um, and basically, it doesn't really, they don't really do much, mm-hmm. but they allow the door. They open the door for things to happen. Right. So the reason I wanted you on, Maddie, is to talk about what it means to you as an equestrian athlete with like football players or I mean you would be allowed to make money off your name image and likeness but obviously how many people are going to equestrian meets right so like I mean you like uh, Ryan Holinsky Mm -hmm. say it took place right now is gonna get you know how much ever money 50 grand for wearing you know Right. Under Armour socks. Mm-hmm. Like, what is Madison Thiel going to get, who is the captain of the equestrian team? <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. I've talked to my family a lot about this, and um, I think there's a huge difference. However, I think, um, you know, we shouldn't just kind of sit back and just let the football, basketball, baseball, the big sports get um, kind of all the glory because it is an opportunity for everyone. And I think that. Um, I think the difference would be is, like you said, people would come to the football team, people would come to the big players, but um, personally, I think I would, if I had the opportunity, I would go out and do my own um, scouting to see if I could get a deal, um, if I could go to, um, I don't know, a hat 
store, cowboy hat store, the helmets or the boots or something like that and um, kind of make my own deal. I kind of brought up the idea to Kobe Smith when I was talking to him. Um, would people start getting agents in college just for these deals now? And, you know, he said that was a really good question. I think that that is going to start. And unfortunately, again, I think probably for the bigger athletes and the ones that are going to get the good deals because they, you know, need to share from that um, to make their living. But I, I think personally, as a former athlete, I would take that and run with it and would love to go get my own deals. And, you know, it might not be, um, I might not be on a commercial that you see every day, but it's a huge world in the equestrian industry and I could make as much money as somebody else. That actually is a really good point. Snoop Dogg was talking about this on Undisputed. He was like, well, basically, was, yeah, his on Undisputed is great. Snoop Dogg and I are pretty similar. So. Because, <laughs> I know, because he was talking about he deals with a lot of like former athletes and stuff because they come out of his Snoop Dogg football league. Yeah. And he said, so what has to happen is guys will have to really start understanding the business of sports mm-hmm. and start taking, like, for example, USC Dollarmore School of Business, really listening to the classes and potentially hiring agents to see how they can make the most of it while they are still in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I want to, like, A, do you, what do you think of it in gym? Do you think it is good or bad? Are you, like, on the uh, fence somehow? It's such a big topic. I'm very on the fence. Um, I think it's good. I mean, the what Ray Tanner was saying to me is, um, or I'm sorry, it was actually Marlon Kimson. It was, um, he mentioned it. He's the one that is going to bring it into introduce the bill into the state senate yeah again i think right yeah it was i think he said the first time he introduced it was 2014 um so he was going to introduce it again and um but i got him on the phone and he was talking you know there's students out there that have jobs and they're um they have they're full-time students they have jobs and they get to start working on their future while you know, we're not allowed to have jobs as student athletes. It is said you are not allowed to have jobs. You, this is your full time job. You wouldn't even have time for a job. Oh, it's said so, like y'all. Really, that's really a thing. Oh you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. they. There's no way that that is even a possibility because when I'm not doing um, schoolwork and my duties for the team, I am asleep. Right. <laughs> you know, and that's what they want us to do. And um, so this is kind of that chance for us to make that money if we need it. And so that I do think that would be great. However. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's just going to, there's going to be a lot of what if somebody on the team who may not um, be in the startup, the starting lineup, but they look the best. So maybe they'll get a deal over somebody who's, you know, a captain or in the starting lineup. There's just a lot of different ways to think about it. I think it has its positive. I think it has its negatives, but right now I'm on the fence. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. So I, and maybe for similar reasons, but probably a few more reasons. Um, that I'm kind of on the fence about it. I think it's a good thing for players, like, for big-time players to be getting paid for the amount of, like, their body and their sweat and their tears they put into big-time universities. And I'm talking, and who made those universities? Uh, lots of money. Mm-hmm. But there are very few athletes who make universities lots of money. And unfortunately, it's not the third string left guard. It's the starting quarterback. Right. And it's your it's Brian Edwards for South Carolina. It's Ryan Holinsky. It used to be Jake Bentley. It's it's Rico Dowdle. It's those guys. Um, you know, Kobe Smith 
is he's in and out of the starting lineup on defensive lineup. He might be able to find a little money, but go back to his like freshman, sophomore, early years in his career, a guy who kind of plays a role like himself. Mm-hmm. He's probably not making any money. Mm-hmm. So, and then not only do I worry about that kind of making it weird in the locker room. Oh yeah, Dabo talks about this divide of the locker room. You have guys of different talent. This guy's making fifty thousand. This guy's making nothing still. Now he's mm-hmm. looking at him because then it's like a job to an extent. I, mm-hmm. It it absolutely is. And then not only do I worry about that, I kind of worry about. And this is a lot what Tanner said to you in your mm-hmm. interview is the unintended consequences. Um, like, what about you with, you know, equestrian is kind of its own weird thing mm-hmm. where you guys have, like, your whole world, like, and there's just loads of money in it, like, more than you can imagine, <laughs> Matthew. Right. It's absurd. And so you guys are kind of your own little different world. Mm-hmm. But what about, like, volleyball? Like, beach volleyball what about like women's tennis or like men's track like people like newsflash like i mean i hate to say it like all respect to that people don't watch those things Mm -hmm. people just don't care that's not how it is football runs this country so what did he think that some of the unintended consequences could be i mean he was just when and like he was talking to maddie when this is tanner he was just saying that you know like you may, like, have, like, kind of the things that I'm saying. Like, you don't know how it's going to affect each athlete and what about agents and what mm-hmm. about this. And you're going to affect the collegiate, quote-unquote, the collegiate model, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of like amateurism and you playing for, like, a team, and which is good, but also I could see where someone can call it BS because, like, you go to college to play a sport. I mean, a lot of kids are playing for their scholarship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would assume those would be like kind of more of what you you did, but or like people similar to you have done, uh, who aren't playing football and baseball, and then there are the select few who play football, baseball, basketball, who are only going to college because it's a better way to get to the pros. Yeah, right. So, I mean, I think you kind of it makes it weird for those athletes, and but the good thing I do think it does was something that. Uh, Maddie's friend Callie brought up in class the other day, who is a former volleyball player. Or is she still on the team? She's not. Okay. Nope, she's done. So um, she was talking to us about, well, now I can't have a job, and I used to never be able to do this, but now I can go to my hometown and my high school, where she is, and I don't know how big of the high school she went to, but if she went to a high school the size of my high school, which was a two-way high school in the low country of South Carolina, <laughs> And had I been a baseball player at USC, I go home and she's like, I throw a camp, like mm-hmm. a volleyball camp, I can make money off of that. I would, you're not making a lot of, even if I'm riding the bench at USC as a baseball player, I can go home and make a killing just because I play for this school yeah. and this university and I'm the biggest thing that ever happened there, you know, right. that kind of thing. So I think that may be kind of the model we see. But then also when I, if I go home, there's five other people in my town who do the same thing. Mm-hmm. How much meat is left on the bone there? So, for, my, for someone like myself, it, it's there are just so many things to worry about. But I do think progress is being made. And I just wanted to, we haven't talked about it yet a lot on the lead block. So, it's kind of good that this week everything just kind of culminated and you yourself were able to come on. So, thanks, yeah. Maddie. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's cool. And we're going to get. You don't know this yet, but we're going to get you on to talk about equestrian sometime. <laughs> I find it's a whole it, other world. I'll tell yeah, you. it's an interesting world. I think you, Matthew, find it very interesting. <laughs> is that a spring sport or what it's is It's all year. 
What? Yep. So this is going on right now? Yep. They're at Texas A&M right now. Yes. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, since you're here, who else will be competing in that one right now? You said so South, it's just South Carolina versus Texas A&M or it's like a lot yep, of schools? Yep, it's just schools. South Carolina versus Texas A&M. Uh, uh, college Station? Yep. Gotcha, gotcha. College yeah. Station. So. All right, so, Maddie, you're going to stick around for some football? I'm sticking around. All right. We're going to start in Texas A&M, actually, uh, and UTSA is going to College Station this weekend to play the Aggies, who have underperformed all year. Um, but, I don't know, that'll be kind of boring. And like, I'm pretty sure, is Texas San Antonio, is that what used to be El Paso? No, just, two different, different things. Okay. No, they're, they're, they're rivals, so it's UTSA and, and UTEP are uh, gotcha, pretty UTEP. big rivals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just got off the phone with producer Brendan, who is out in St. Louis this week on a work trip. <laughs> um, and I was like, he was asking me kind of like what we were going to talk about during the show. He's like, how's the rundown look? Uh, he's getting me to get all the technology working before before we start recording. And I was like, dude, games kind of suck this week. Yep. And I've got a list of teams on buys, and we'll get to it. Um but yeah, we don't have much. We've got one really good game. We've got another game that has the potential to be good, but two schools that no one's really going to care about, and one that I think is probably going to end up being a blowout um, that concerns two relevant teams. Start with South Carolina. Uh, Vanderbilt rolls into town Saturday evening. Ticket was at seven or seven thirty. Seven thirty. Seven thirty. Yep. Seven thirty. SEC Network. Vandy comes into town to take on the Gamecocks. Uh, Rico Dowdle is out this week again. Um, Muschamp said this week his expected return is against Appalachian State, which would be two a week or two from now. I think the ninth, yeah, a week. Um, and that will be Saturday. a night game, by the way, as well. Yeah, absolutely, it'll be a night game. Um, but Dowdle's out, and uh, we'll start with you, Matthew. What do you got? What are your big notes on this game? All right, well, I did some research, figure out the Vander quarterback, Mohassan, pretty sure that's how you say his name. Mohassan, yeah. Yep. Okay, kind of, he's in concussion protocol. Vandy is not uh, unveiling a depth chart this week. They're just not doing it. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> he started off as a walk-on at Syracuse. Then he went to Juco at Kofiville out in Kansas. If you watch yeah. the last chance you – there, it's a red is that the last chance you school, or they arrival? No, 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 no it's a rival. It's a okay. rival. The one they hate. And uh, now he's uh, now he's at Vandy. I guess he had a good time, a good career at the JUCO. But anyway, he's in concussion protocol, so we don't know if he'll play. Uh, interesting note: Vanderbilt's offense has the second fewest. They have the second fewest turnovers in the SEC, so they take care of the football. Derek Mason puts a lot of emphasis on that. Just watching how he talks about this game, I don't think Vandy has. I don't think Vandy has a chance. Like, you know, sometimes you get that little thing from the coach that, okay, he thinks they're going to go out here and do something. Yeah. I really don't think he has many he has much expectations for this week. Dude, I like Derek Mason, but, like, he – sometimes he's just underwhelming. On the field, I feel like within the connection he has with his players is really good and it's kind of inspiring and all that, like, typical, like, PR, like, BS. Yeah. And then you get him in an interview in, or in a press conference, and sometimes he says the right things, and, like, he talks about his guys very well. And I have no problem with that part of him. But then he, like, I just get this feeling from him a lot of times. Like, he just, he expects to, he's like, well, we're Vanderbilt. 
That's exactly like, what it is. And we're not going to win. And I hate it so much because it's like, no, I want to coach be like, we're going to go out. Obviously, you're not going to go out here and say we're going to win the game. But it's like, yo, we got a good game plan together. We think we go out here and execute. But it's just real auto-tune, I guess you could say. I want my coach before every game to be like, we're going to go win this game. Yeah. So, like, I would hope you want to win this game and are preparing to win it and you expect to win it. Because if not, like, what are we doing here? But I think you hit the nail on the head right there. It's just like, we're Vanderbilt, guys. This, this is what we can do. We can win our four yeah. or three games a year. We're going to miss the bowl every year. That's fine. Which I think is BS because it's not like, uh, like he was handed, Derek Mason was handed a bad program. When yeah. James Franklin left and went to Penn State. He had a pretty good program. Vanderbilt was in the top 25. Like, yeah. Right, you know, like two years in a row, I think, two or three in a row, and had really good seasons. Um for Vanderbilt. Now, I mean, they weren't competing for national championships. <laughs> but he had Vanderbilt on the rise in the SEC East and good enough to get him a job at Penn State, uh, one of the most historic programs in college football. Happy and, Valley. Yep. And now it's back to, like, old Vanderbilt. Like, it's a little harder to recruit there because, like, yeah, you have to be, like, super smart to get into the school and whatever. But, I mean, I don't know. Like, you got to – you can't just lay over and like give up, so it's disappointing. Um, the biggest point I wanted to make about the game is uh, South Carolina cannot throw the football. Throw the football fifty times, and I got. Let me pull this tweet up. So one of Eric, I think Eric Douglas was telling me earlier this year. What did he say to me in a press conference? He said, um, "You can't throw the ball fifty times in this league and expect to win. You can't do that and expect to win. Some, something along those lines." And he's right. Uh, Josh Kendall, reporter for The Athletic, tweets out yesterday that Ryan Olinsky has thrown 50-plus passes in a game twice uh, in his seven starts against Bama, maybe, and against uh, – or no, he threw 47 against Bama. One of the earlier games and last week. Um, and then he goes on to say, no South Carolina quarterback has ever done it three times in their career, talking about throwing 50-plus passes three times in their career. Todd Ellis, Steve Tannehill, and Steven Garcia have each thrown 50-plus passes in a game twice in their career. Right. I guess that's like a lot of numbers there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those are the probably the three most iconic quarterbacks of this university, excluding Connor Shaw. Um, if you had to make a Mount Rushmore of South Carolina quarterbacks, which, I mean, the pickings aren't great. Let's be honest. <laughs> but it's probably Todd Ellis, who threw a lot of touchdowns and a lot of interceptions. And Steve Tannehill and Steven Garcia and Connor Shaw's probably fourth on there. Um, but University of South Carolina, all time, has had 11 games where their quarterback has thrown 50-plus times. Or those 11 games where their quarterback has thrown 50-plus times are 1 in 10. Yeah, so that lets you know right there what 1 in 10, so you got a 10% chance of winning whenever they throw the ball 50 or more times. That's not too high. Yeah, like that's from a historic standpoint. I mean, it's interesting to look at from a historic standpoint. I wouldn't have guessed that. No. But then you go in and look, like this year when – and basically what it says is you can't get your run off, rushing offense going, so you, you have no, like, balance in your offense. And you can do this kind of thing if you're Mike Leach and you run four or five wideouts every play and you run shotgun and you have someone who can just gun the ball down the field and you can score points. Um that's not the kind of offense that South Carolina has. And it's not really the kind of offense we've seen work with a lot of success in the SEC. We saw it when Mike Leach was here, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, in the 90s. 
but like not overly pro uh like uh I'm not overly like successful. Right, um, right. I guess is the word I'm looking for there. Like because it died off and if it's <laughs> One can say though why you figure out your shoulder, your shoulder oh. situation. It's like also the defenses that you see in SEC. The, the prospects on the defensive line are too good to have your quarterback back there fifty times. Those guys are top prospects, whoever in the country. They come into these SEC schools expecting to obviously dominate and go to the NFLs. So you're not going to sit back there in the pocket too long for one of those guys to come and get you. Yeah, you're exactly right. All right, so. South Carolina is South Carolina better not lose this game. It is homecoming. Everybody wants to go to the party. It, if they lose this, I know we say this every single week. We cannot lose. I said it's Tennessee. We really. I'm gonna say it again this week because I'm getting ready for the big one against Appalachian State. Never thought I'd say that. Like forget <laughs> it. <man. laughs> but yeah, it's a night game. People are gonna be excited one more time for Carolina football under the lights or whatever. Go out win the game. Yeah. So South Carolina opened as a 14 point favorite. They moved up to 15 points. I, I don't know. I would just stay away from that. Don't don't bet on South Carolina this week. Do you believe? Because I would say you know, fifteen points, Vandy. Yeah. But you just lost to Tennessee last week. So, <laughs> Blown out. And I bet on them last week minus four and a half at Tennessee. I was like, ah, they'll win by six. Do you Didn't be- do it. Do you believe they'll play down to the like? What you? How'd you say it last week against Tennessee? They play down to the standard. Yeah, they'll they play down to the level of their competition. There you go. You think I, they'll do that this week? I I don't know. I don't I don't think so. I think Vanderbilt's just kind of too bad. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Um, yeah, but I thought Tennessee. Tennessee lost to Georgia State. Yeah, and you let them get they blown lost out on the same field that you lost on, and then they lost. And we laughed at them to BYU yeah. the week after they lost to Georgia State yep. at home. I mean, Sean Elliott beat them, so at least one game cock out of one. I know, right? Here. Yeah. So, so what, what do you, what you think about it? Are you going to the game, Maddie? <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to the game. Do you think we're gonna? Do you think South Carolina's gonna win? Uh, I don't know. We'll have to see. I think m- my personal opinion is they always go out and they have you know really great attitudes, and I feel like everyone's pumped up. And for some reason, I don't know if they just get complacent or whatever. But third and fourth quarter, they're just not having it. Yeah, so. that's interesting. So Maddie, being an athlete, knows a lot of the <laughs> football players. Yeah. Like, do you always feel like during the week that they're just they are that they are focused on the next game, or you can you tell some weeks that they're like mm-hmm. lagging around? I mean, I I was just at um, dinner the other night with Eric Douglas. He was on his phone with watching film, um, and you know that's always good to see. I feel like they're always, um, you know, they're always talking about football. It was just a bunch of guys at dinner, and it was just it was interesting to hear them talking about football. But I think. Um, you know, I think they feel the pressure for sure, and of course they want to win. You know, they want to do well. I know that they have practice on Sunday if they don't win, and they would love a weekend off. But um, who knows? They, I think it's interesting. Yeah. One thing also I think that's kind of funny is if you look on the social media accounts, like because you know USC does a really good job promoting football and other sports and social media. Everybody's just commenting on now, like please win. It's like it's yeah. the unveiled to the the uniforms or whatever. And guys like, are we gonna win the game? And yeah, it's like, and I know the social media staffs like, look at this great production. We just, are y'all gonna win the game? That's all. As a matter of fact, I don't think that most of the fan base, especially older people, really understand this. That the football team 
doesn't really they don't work with the social media staff and so they're more no. like they're like going at the social media staff like y'all we're just doing my job everybody just yeah. do your job I'm doing my job and they go out and play but they are not together but that's their chance to voice their opinion to someone so someone will hear it yeah um I'll start blocking yeah this comments. is jeez this is this season is just <laughs> there are three wins to me that this fan base is just one of the most delusional <laughs> and outrageous fan bases in all of college football. And it's, I mean, Tennessee fans have just given up, kind of. Yeah, yeah. They're like, you know what, we're, we suck. And, I mean, I guess it's because they've had a few years of it now. But I don't, I don't get, South Carolina just fans just, they, for some reason, have this thought stuck in their head. Like, they are one of the elite programs in elite spots to pick in the country. And I would argue, Maddie, since you're here, I would argue that for an equestrian athlete, it is far more, or a baseball athlete, it is far more elite of a program than it ever will be and it ever has been of a football team. Mm-hmm. This just isn't a place where you you can change that, and Steve Spurrier started to, but I, don't, I think South Carolina fans just have this, they thought that their team was 10, like, what feels like yesterday competing for national championships which in the grand scheme of things they weren't they made it to one SEC championship and they got the brakes beat off of them by Auburn yeah so those are the elite teams in the country they were never there and I think a lot of it has to do with what their rival is doing in the upstate but you're not close to what Clemson is doing you're not even close there's nothing more upsetting I think that South Carolina fans to look upstate look in the upstate and see Clemson going to like all the playoffs when what two or three past national championships Yep. and it's like and we're still trying out here you know every year playing down to the competition not even making it to the SEC championship game which is like you know the beginning of what we actually got to get to to one day be up with the better programs in the country yeah I mean this I, I don't know I think fans just a lot of times miscalculate what this program means to the rest of the country and it's different in each sport in baseball this is a premier program in football it is middle of the road you're in the SEC and let's be real if you weren't in the SEC a lot of the recruits you get would not be coming to the school I mean I think that's one thing that's been every year I've talked about you know every week we talk about the what player what guy said the press conference the week before which I missed this week actually you um, missed it yeah oh, I had a God. we had um, someone in from the Post and Courier speaking to us in our newsroom Tuesday so yeah. I did miss it but someone else covered it um, and there's a story up on the Carolina News and Reporter so go read it one um, thing you see I'm gonna say this real quick one thing you see now like it used to be all over Twitter whenever that press conference went down like all the quotes seems like people are kind of doing other stuff nowadays. Like, oh, yeah, dude, yep. It's just kind of how it goes. So, yeah, and, I mean, that, here, let me see what I was going to say real quick. I was yeah, I was going to say that uh, um, that it's like, I can't even remember what I was going to say. Anyway. <laughs> I have a thought on that, though. Go. I just feel like it's, people don't understand how quickly things can change. Yes. Because, you know, I came in to my team, um, it was the fall of 2015, and spring of 2015, they won the national championship. And that was amazing, and I was really hyped up, and I was coming into a great school. However, they lost how many seniors in their starting lineup because we only start 20, um, 20 people. Yeah. And they lost a bunch, and we, you know, I, I think we looked at my stats the other day. Last year we got ranked third before um, winter break, and that was awesome. But it's like we didn't win a national championship 
when I was there. And that's really hard because they were back-to-back SEC championship uh, winners and won the national championship. And then I came in and seniors left. And, I mean, there were seniors that hadn't even been in the lineup. And it's just crazy how much that changes. And I feel like people really leave that out. It's like, yeah, we had a great team here and there, and then now it's, you know, gone downhill. But it's it's hard. It's hard to keep that up, and I don't know how people do it. Yeah, it's not necessarily the quality of the athletes, maybe the quality of the competition and things. Yeah shift and things change like all the time especially in like, college sports it's so fast mm-hmm. because you played your road yeah however you want to say it. yeah you were you were an, an active athlete for four years mm-hmm. so you got your full term mm-hmm. but a lot of football guys are done after three yeah like big name guys you that turnover is so quick mm-hmm. and it changes you fall from the top so fast yeah. And it's really hard to get there. So while I don't think, while I'd argue that South Carolina has never been to the top top, yeah. and they haven't, like, oh, it's, mm-hmm. it's just a fact. Like, falling from 11 and 2 or 33 and 6 over three years, which is pretty impressive to think about what Steve Spurrier did here. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it happens quick. And, and it's hard to rebuild. You, too. Have, to, you have to realize your, pra- like your place as a fan base, I think, mm-hmm. and take a step and say, all right, you just got us right now. Instead of just spewing fire and champ all over Twitter, <laughs> which I cannot, I just cannot express. I mean, we talked about it a few weeks ago before they beat Georgia, of how tired I was of seeing it then, because South Carolina does not have $22 million to pay Will Muschamp. Um, so if you had to put your money on it, will he be back next he season? He will be back next year. I would put $22 million on the fact that he will be back next <laughs> year. So, well, what about his contract? Can you can you just That's his opt out. So twenty two million dollars is his uh, they have to pay him twenty two million dollars if they fired him. Okay. If they don't fire him, they pay him whatever his salary is, which is four mil or something. Yeah. And at the end of January thir- or December thirty first, that buyout goes down to eighteen million dollars. But there aren't donors at the University of South Carolina who can round up eighteen million dollars overnight like they can at Texas, yeah. Texas A and M, and at Florida. Yeah. That's what I was thinking because it's like I remember whenever that Texas A and M wanted what was that? Texas A and M really wanted Jimbo Fisher, and they got and so they were able to like pay all his bio and stuff like that. Like it's South Carolina, that's gonna take some time. We gotta have some parties, get some people together, <laughs> and make sure everybody's got their stuff together. And make sure the checks clear. We can't just write that check out that quickly. And the thing I will always go back to is who do you think you're gonna get? Yeah. I know. I do think if you go back in time and look at who was available, South Carolina messed up when they hired Will Muschamp. You had Lincoln Riley out there, and you had Kirby Smart out there, and because that was before Bob Stoops left. Stoops left uh, Oklahoma, uh. and you had a bunch of other like pretty good names out there. I know. I don't think you were getting Kirby Smart. I think Georgia had its plans all along to fire Mark Rick. But if you're a South Carolina fan. And I had one of them tell me this the other day. <laughs> Wouldn't you take Mark Rick from Georgia? Wouldn't oh, you take yeah. their hand-me-down real quick? Because I'll tell you what, Mark Rick didn't win a national championship at Georgia, but he went 10-2 and two every year. That's what I was about to say. That's like a consistent. Like, that's Got to be better than going 3-5 and what are, what are three and five now. It, so it hurts your ears to know we're entering November with three wins. It does. Like, that. that's yeah. really like, dang, you know what I'm saying? There's like, not – there's – Absolutely, this is as close to a guarantee of a win as South Carolina is going to get for the rest of the year. And I don't, I would not put money on them winning. Will you be out there? Uh, I will not. I'll be watching from my house. Nah, I, gotcha. I have too many other football games to watch than yeah. uh, South Carolina Vanderbilt this weekend. <laughs> um, we'll move on to the best game of the week Georgia, Florida, world's largest outdoor cocktail party. 
in Jacksonville. Um, I don't think Georgia is going to struggle at all. Oh, so you have Georgia winning this? Oh, yeah, I got Georgia. I got Georgia by 14, 15 points. Sheesh, really? Yeah. I'm going with Florida on this one. Are you? I, I've seen them play as recently, and I like the way they're looking right now. Uh, my, my biggest fear is Jake Fromm gets back going again. If he gets yeah. back going, we'll know early, and it's going to be a problem. So this is not free money. Do not bet on Florida here. But, yeah, I, I would like to see. I think I'm more of a fan of Florida in this game. Than Here's why I'm taking Georgia. I don't. I don't. I still don't believe. I'm still haven't completely bought in Florida. Um, they played very impressively in their big games. On half the side, like half the time. Yeah. Auburn, they were very impressively defensively. LSU, they were pretty impressively offensively. Yeah. Kyle Trapps, 300 yards. South Carolina, they were. I. I don't even know. It was South Carolina. Like yeah. they were a three and five team right now. Yeah, they just beat Georgia the week before, which is the team you're playing. But I think South Carolina kind of caught Georgia sleeping. Um, Georgia has had a complete performance, like more or more of a complete performance than Florida has had almost every game. But I don't think Georgia has even come close to reaching their full potential yet. Okay. So, I, I mean, I, I think this is where Georgia kind of puts it together, and Swift's going to go off. Because Florida's offensive line, I think Florida's offense is every bit as good as Florida's defense. Excuse me, Georgia's offense is every bit as good as Florida's defense. I think Georgia's defense is just as good as Florida's defense. And I don't think Florida's offense can match up with Georgia's defense in the way that Georgia's offense can match up with Florida's defense. Okay. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? I, don't, I, think, I think Fromm and Swift can, in that offensive line, can outpower Florida and make them tired and do the kind of things that we saw LSU do against them. They have the potential to do that, and I think Georgia will actually get it together and do it this week. Um, versus Florida, who I just don't see kind of being able to have as much offensive success. This is going to be the best defense they've played since Auburn. Yeah, so, I was about to say, even LSU's defense. And South Carolina has a good defense. South Carolina's defense, I would argue, is better than LSU's. But... It's they played very poorly against Florida when it mattered in the fourth quarter. Right. So, and that padded up the stats a lot. I, I don't know. I just I lean towards Georgia a lot. Maddie, it's Maddie's pick. <laughs> well, we're house divided. Like I said, my sister wrote for Georgia. Went to Georgia. So yeah. probably hoping for Georgia. Hoping for Georgia. Old Bulldogs. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, Georgia does lead the series 51-43 to in this rivalry with two ties, and the largest win was 75 to nothing. I know it's just a fun fact. By Georgia in 1942. Yeah. Oh, also for you, Matthew, um, I know you like, you, you like this kind of stuff. I love this kind of stuff. So, so Steve Spurrier, the only time this game was played in Sanford Stadium, um, that Spurrier played in Sanford Stadium is... Some th- some for some reason they were doing something with the stadium in Jacksonville or yeah. something one year in the nineties and Spurrier had to go up to Sanford and he goes hey I heard nobody's ever hung half a hundred here at Sanford and <laughs> Florida ran up the score on Georgia in oh, Sanford really? Stadium yeah Spurrier was still throwing the ball he was up fifty five points or forty something points with like a minute to go and he was still throwing the ball just to score fifty they scored fifty of they course fifty three. Um, and this was as a player. Career. No, this is a coach. Coach. coach he was coach coaching Bird. in the night. Well, you know, coach he Bird. is old. Yes, sir. Won a national championship in '96. I think he started at Florida in '92. That's kind of. 
I was born in 96. The year of Spurrier. God, Love Steve Spurrier. Anyway. He's been doing some coach. That's crazy. You think he'll be out there? So, oh, yeah. Spurrier's everywhere, man. He was here in the sidelines the other week. I caught a little glimpse of him walking around in the rain, just lurking around. Yeah. Just greatest of all time. So, way more fun than Bear Bryant. You think that, well, nah, he wasn't that good. I was about to say, you think if um, he could just stay in South Carolina and, and leave kind of notably that he gets a statue, but he didn't win a championship or anything, so I don't know. Uh, it wouldn't be that hard to give a statue here. <laughs> Let me say it this way. South Carolina wanted that George Rogers statue so bad. Right. Three or four years ago when they put it out in front of, like, what is that, the north, uh, northwest corner of the end, or northwest corner of the stadium. Yeah. On the outside. They wanted that so bad to have a statue. Now, George is great. George is a really funny guy. There's a, a really good Sports Illustrated piece that they did on him. Actually, maybe it was when he got the statue. Maybe it before. Um, like a Heisman edition Sports Illustrated. And they did a huge piece on George Rogers in there. And it's really funny just to hear George Rogers talk about dipping skull on the sidelines, like, in games. He said he didn't really play the second half ever. Yeah, yeah. And he had, you know, how many ever yards already. Um, I mean, he probably could have doubled his yards his 1980 season. It was running the ball West football at that time. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that, but George deserves a statue, but I think South Carolina was looking for one so bad. Yeah. Had it not been George, they still would have put Spurrier up there. Spurrier would be out there right now. So... Um, that's what I think about it. All right, we'll move through quickly here because we're running a little long. Um, the only other ranked uh, matchup this week, SMU number 15, undefeated, at number 24, Memphis, with one loss. Uh, Memphis' only loss is to Temple. They lost by two points. 7.30 on ABC Saturday night. It'll be an interesting game. Um, I think I'm going to be pulling for the ponies. But Memphis is favored by six. Um, I don't like Memphis' colors. That is deters it, me. Blue, white, Gray, blue, yeah, and yeah. orange. And uh, it just clashes. So that deters me from watching a lot of Memphis football. <laughs> um, I mean, that yeah, that's probably like borderline the most like, just dumb reason I have not to watch a team. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that's it. So 730 ABC, SMU, hopefully stay undefeated against Memphis. I don't have much to say on that. I mean, I'm not watching SMU and Memphis football every week. Um, a lot of people on the West Coast out there are talking about this Oregon versus Southern Cal game. That's where I was going to next. Oregon only favored by four and a half points. I think Oregon, you'll find out later, they're in my picks of the week. Actually, I forgot to put picks of the week in my notes. I got them. Um, yeah, four and a half, just not, that's just not enough for Southern Cal. The big thing I want to talk about is, like, the real reason why this sucks is now you have two buys in college football. What in the hell is going through SEC and the Big Ten and the Big 12's mind? You have LSU and Bama on the same bye week, but you don't schedule. You have one really good game, Georgia-Florida. You need to schedule me some more. You Don't give me Ole Miss-Auburn. Give me A&M and Auburn this week. Or yeah. give me, you know, something special here. And um, you're not getting that. Um. I would expect for them to notice as far as for revenue, for like TV revenue and things like that. You want to make sure you have a lot of the, the best teams don't need to be off at the same time. One needs to be playing, so therefore you still have your viewers uh, tuning in to watch. Yeah, you're putting all your chips in one basket this week, and it's, it's Florida and Georgia. And what if that game sucks? Um, LSU, Bama, <laughs> not playing. 
They play next no next week they play each other. Um, is that Ohio a big game or is that at three thirty? Do you know? That is three thirty oh, because gosh. I'm pretty sure it's three thirty because CBS already used their one night game of the year on the Notre Dame Georgia game, gotcha. and I would imagine CBS to get in LSU Bama. Um, Ohio State. I think I'm gonna miss that game. What? Dang, that just hurt. What? I'm pretty sure I'm gonna miss it. LSU Alabama. I'm gonna be on the sideline of the South Carolina game next week taking pic- pictures. For and for next week for South Carolina, that'll be the App State game. Yes, man, that hurts. Anyway, <laughs> Ohio State, Wisconsin, Ohio State and Wisconsin are on buys along with Penn State. The three best teams, well, two of the three best teams in the Big Ten this year, Ohio State, Penn State, Minnesota's the other one. Um, I don't know. I don't even know if Minnesota's playing this week. I didn't even look. They. How do you let those three teams off at the same time? And then Oklahoma and Texas are off at the same time in the Big 12. This is just not a good week for, thank God the Pac-12 has their only, their two relevant teams playing. Utah is playing and Oregon's playing. Yeah. So. This is the weekend to have a wedding. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wouldn't miss much this weekend. Um, Except for Florida, Georgia. I'd still find a way to complain about it. I just don't get how many how you let that many teams off this weekend. Yep, and Minnesota is confirmed on the bye too. Minnesota's on, there. You go. Four best teams <laughs> in the Big Ten are all off. The two best in the SEC, and uh, granted, you have three and four, the third and fourth best in the SEC playing each other, and then you you got the two best. Well, you got you don't even have the team like Baylor. You realize Baylor is leading the Big Twelve. Really. They're undefeated. They're the only undefeated Big 12 team. Wait, Baylor's undefeated? Baylor's undefeated. Number 12. What? Why are they ranked number 12? Because they haven't played the meat of their schedule yet. So, uh, which is, we're in November here. I mean, they should already Baylor is undefeated? Baylor's undefeated. Baylor's playing West Virginia last night, if you're listening to this, on Friday. Uh, Baylor's a 19-point favorite. And, yep, still undefeated, 7-0. They're pretty much going to be in the Big 12 Conference Championship game over Texas at least. Um, they are, here's the question I post, I wrote in my notes. The biggest threat from the Big 12 to get into the college football playoff to have a legitimate chance is the Baylor Bears. If Baylor... It's not Oklahoma. I don't even... Or Texas. Like, most people, they're not even on their radar. No. And so it's like they beat up. Well, they'll probably end up having to beat Oklahoma I've watched, twice. I've watched Baylor football for one quarter this year. How was it? I mean, it was Baylor football. It was all right. They were pretty good. I didn't wasn't kind of paying attention. I mean, I had it on like my third TV. <laughs> so when you talk about height, they have absolutely no height, like whatsoever. It's like nobody. Cares. Not right now. They used to do. Yeah, they used to have a lot of them. It's crazy. They had like, a lot of undefeated. Bad height. I had no, and I actually tend to think I'm like an analyst, and I had no idea about Baylor. That's crazy. Dude, they're undefeated. They're killing it. So they still got five games left. So and plus a championship game at the end of the year. I, I predict they lose Oklahoma or Texas. Yeah, yeah. I predict. I don't. These I hope big they don't. Teams. I, I I want them to go undefeated. I hope they don't. I, I want to see a Baylor in the college football playoff and kind of stir the pot. Be better than having Notre Dame in because they suck. Um, and last football note for today, it is starting tomorrow. Starting tonight, yes, starting today, yesterday, if you're listening to this, you were in, like, five straight weeks of college football or some kind of football being played every single day of the week. There, we'll, we'll start, the week starts on Thursday, so we start on Thursday. Uh, get college football and an NFL game on Thursday night. Friday night, you get college football. Saturday, you get college football. 
Monday, or excuse me, Sunday you get seven hours of commercial free football with Scott Hansen. <laughs> Monday you get Monday Night Football on ESPN. Tuesday you got Tuesday Night Maction. Maction's back. <laughs> Wednesday you got Fun Belt, and you're back to Thursday, and it just starts all over again. Football is on. Now that baseball is over, which amazing series I got that down to talk about. It sucks that baseball is over, but we got football every single night of the week. So lock in for November. I like. I just don't do anything at night now. <laughs> watch football. Don't go out. Don't do anything else. Sit at the house. Watch football. This is the Southern man's dream. Yeah. Uh, World Series. Now, did you watch any of the World Series? I was at Strom and I peeked into it okay. for a little bit, and it was very interesting. Matthew does not like baseball. He almost hit. He, I think he's was, not a baseball guy. Was like at the top of the ninth. I'm like, can you? Okay, actually, I have like a little spill about this. All the training in the world, the guy loads the bases, and they brought in another pitcher, right? Isn't that what happened? Yes. Can yeah, you, yeah, yeah. They brought in Garrett Cole. Can you imagine being the guy you they brought in? Like the bases are loaded, y'all are down at this point, like what four to two, six to two, something like that, and they bring you in like all the training, all your life experiences playing baseball come down to the pressure is on. These cameras are watching. There are a million of viewers, and I think they're streaming on social media. It's like I hope you got to do your job, have fun. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. my gosh. I was like, this this is insane. I had to actually like stop what I was doing. Like, yo, how's he gonna <laughs> handle this? Yeah. Uh yeah. I don't know why Garrett Cole got brought in for a Grinky who is Grinky gave up the home run, but Grinky deserved more than I don't, I don't get, get Garrett Cole just pitch. Bring in someone else. Um it was I was happy in that I mean I didn't care everyone. I was it was a great series. First time ever in in professional sports. Uh, major American professional sports, so pr- the only professional sports that matter, that uh, the road teams have gone. I think this computer might be restarting in five minutes, no matter what I do. Um, <laughs> that's not good. We'll find out. Uh, At the lead block. <laughs> yeah, on this episode of the lead block. Um, first time in any professional sports series that the road team has won all seven games. Did you see that? No, that's I didn't ridiculous. see that. That's crazy. So now it's one, obviously, I mean, break it down, like, Two, Astros won three in DC, and then the Nats won the other, the next two in DC, or in Houston, which is crazy. Strasburg World Series MVP. Uh, he has until Sunday to opt in to four more years and hundred million more dollars. But I think he's gonna opt out and go get probably double that. Money floating around in baseball. Try clicking it and then uh, undoing it, canceling the actions. Oh, there we go. <laughs> it didn't want to have to shut the whole thing down. But yeah, Deshaun Watson was supposed to throw out the the pitch in this game, but because of his eye still being swollen and stuff like that, he wasn't able to do it. And he's going to travel. I forgot where Houston's going to play up. I'm pretty sure they're going out of the country. He's going to travel there. But you know, after last week, after being kicked in the eye and then still throwing the touchdown, yeah. he's having some complications. That was an incredible play. I mean, he's had incredible plays this year. I think, actually, he got named... Player of the month, AFC player AFC of the month, player of the month, and um, AFC defensive player of the month, former Gamecocks, Stephon Gilmore. Um, Definitely, I think he's officially earned the thing for the best defensive back in the NFL. Absolutely. Are you a Deshaun Watson fan? You well, I don't know. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's a Deshaun Watson fan. Okay. I I am. I I mean, he's a good guy. I saw him at an airport one time. Where were you? 
uh, in Texas somewhere. Uh, I was at a meet. My coach talked to him. They were right beside each other in the security line. There you go. I uh, DM'd him and told him that I yelled him his name, but he never DM'd me back. So <laughs> maybe that's why I'm not a fan. He'll probably get back with you. <laughs> um, all right, Matthew. Are you, oh, all right, I'm going to roll through this. Are you going to high school game this week? I am not. Oh, probably. All right, yeah. when do playoffs start for South Carolina high school football? Next week, right? This week? Next week? Two weeks at the max. Okay. I'll check into it. I'll have it back all right. by Sunday. Well, we're going to go through picks of the week real quick. Um, I have, where is my fifth pick? One, two, three, four. Okay. Well, the other pick that I made, you're getting four picks because I, I didn't realize Baylor West Virginia was tonight when I made my picks earlier this week. Um, and I had West Virginia plus 19. So you'll know whether to bet the rest of the week with me tonight by the time you're listening to this. Um, Kansas State minus six at Kansas. Uh, Kansas coming off of a big win last week, which I gave you last week. Uh, I think Kansas State easily covers minus six. Um, Kansas State's ranked like 23rd now, I think. They're, they've crept their way five and two, I believe, into yep. the top 25. Uh, Mississippi State, I keep betting on them and they keep losing, but I'm going to keep doing it. Minus, <laughs> minus seven and a half at Arkansas. If you can't beat Arkansas by seven and a half points, you need to be relegated from the SEC. Uh, maybe out of Division One football. Um, SMU plus six at Memphis. Uh, SMU, that's, is that the, yeah, that's the second. That's, that's Saturday at 7.30. And like I said earlier, Oregon, minus four and a half at Southern Cal. Um, I don't. I don't just don't think you're respecting SMU or Oregon enough there, um, and I don't think your Vegas realized how much Arkansas sucks to only be seven and a half point underdogs Saturday. They're they're trash. Yeah, I don't think my guy Chad's gonna last here too much longer. I maybe. I don't. I think he's on the way out the door. I love for him to stay, but I think he's on his way out. People question if his little scheme that he ran. He was actually, as I said before, offense coordinator at Clemson when he recruited Deshaun Watson, got that guy there. But a lot of people question with that scheme working at SEC, and at least thus far it has proven not to. All right, so you wanted to mention Trent Williams real yeah. quick in the show. So What's Trent up? Williams had uh, breaking news. He had uh, cancer. Red, um, Redskins. Um, left tackle? Left tackle, yeah. Some somewhere up there. I'm pretty sure he's a tackle, but yeah, he, had, Go yeah, he had a cancer, and right now he's saying he doesn't trust the Redskins organization. That's why he's not playing for him, even though he's under contract. But apparently, it came out today. Whenever, and this is probably one of the more more interesting. Like you know, whenever the beat reporters are sitting at the players' locker and he's just talking, yep. and he figures out Trent Williams comes out and says that he had a cancer and the Redskins failed to test it for nearly six years. So that's why he doesn't trust him. It's kind of like, did he really just say that? I'm sure there'll be a whole. I would. I cannot imagine my reaction if a player said that while I'm standing at his locker. Yeah, because it's like, that's not uh, oh yeah, I had a broke, obviously a broken foot is not a small deal, but it's like, that's not a broken foot, that's like cancer, and he almost died apparently from it too. Yeah. And so it definitely helps you understand when he says he doesn't trust that organization, it's like, okay he has that's the thing. I think there's a problem with the Redskins the Redskins, what, two years ago had a really good defense, they had HaHa, they had DJ Swearinger, Norman they had incredible defense, and they were actually winning some football games, but I think because of the lack of like competence in that organization, yeah. players don't trust the Redskins. And if your players don't trust you, you're not going to put a good product on the field on Sundays or Mondays or Thursdays or whenever the Redskins play. No one's watching anyway. And even with like former players, they got Dwayne Haskins first round of the draft. The guy from Ohio, quarterback from yes. Ohio State. The owner, the owner wanted him. Yeah, but the head coach Shanahan. I'm pretty sure the head coach named Shanahan. Yeah, uh, he was Gruden. Gruden. 
was the head coach there? Yeah, Jay Gruden. Gruden. Yeah, Gruden. Get those hands confused. But yeah, Gruden didn't want him, so they had problems in the organization with that. And so it's like, and that's your first round guy who you expect at some time to be your the guy of your program, the face of your program. So yep. yeah, 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 I think you should be all in on your your quarterback. And who's Josh Gordon? You want to talk about Josh Gordon? Yeah, Josh Gordon has been released, or he's going to be released today. And that just think about that for the New England Patriots. You had Antonio Brown and Josh Gordon as receivers on your team at one time for one week, and now they're both they were, now they're with, gone. They were at Miami, right? Yeah. Okay. And now they're gone, both of them. Used and your organization the is still moving fine. Like nothing happened to the Patriots. I mean, they just right? got Muhammad Sanu. Yeah. So and they got Edelman, uh, MVP. Um, Those so are two potential, could have been Hall of Fame receivers that you've taken out of your organization, and y'all just keep moving like a wool machine. Yep. All right, we're going to wrap it up. Um, first off, thank you, Maddie, for yeah, coming in. Of course. Love uh, it. We appreciate it. We'll have you back on. So, And tune in. If you want to see Maddie's story that she did with Tanner, um, Ray yeah. Tanner, it is on carolinanewsandreporter.cic.se.edu. Yeah. And she tweeted it out the other day. What is that? At Maddie at Addison Thiel. At Madison Thiel 116. At Madison Thiel 116. There you go. It's on my Facebook. The, yeah, we should tweet out the link. Well, we'll, we'll go retweet the link with the show um, tomorrow. Oh, yeah. That way. Yeah, when the show comes out. <laughs> Sorry, I confused myself. Some, it, living in the future confuses me a lot yeah. on the pod. Um, so thank you to Maddie for joining us. Um, as always, I'd like to remind you, this has been a production of Garnet Media. And we would like to say a special thank you to Ben Sound for our music. Um, also, we would like to say, as we always do, go, if you are not subscribed, subscribe, rate, review, leave five stars, tell us in the comments how great me and Matthew are, and... What about me? And Maddie. <laughs> um, yeah. And follow, I think it's follow on Spotify now, it, it, I should know, I listen to so many podcasts, it's follow on Spotify. Um... Tweet at us at the lead underscore block. Tweet at Matthew at Matt the Chosen One with the number one. Tweet at myself at Tyler Walter CNR. Um, follow us. Hit us. Make your friends follow us. Make your mom follow us. <laughs> go sub- go to the Apple Store and hit subscribe on a bunch of random uh, phones. <laughs> so uh, yeah, get at us anyway. If there's any like, if there's any. If there's ever anything, excuse me, I can't talk today. If there's ever anything, which is a problem on a talking show, <laughs> if there's ever anything you want us to talk about on the show, hit us in the comments, in the DMs, uh, either our personal Twitters or Instagrams, or the shows at the lead underscore block for both of those. Um, and we will talk about it. We will answer your questions. We will try to help you win money every week. I'm betting like, let me look at my percentage right now, Matthew. I want you to hear how good this is. Uh, I'm betting at a whopping 61.3% this year on college football, which is absurd. <laughs> in, some of the greatest gamblers in, of all time, their percentage is around 50 and yeah. a half to 52%. Um, I'm about 10% ahead of that. <laughs> so End of the curve. Yep, I'm trying to. You would be up. I'm up like seven units on the year, so... Whatever your units are, you could be up seven of them. Um, yep, and tweet out, tweet at me and thank me for my picks. I would appreciate that. Um, yep, we will see you, what, Sunday? Monday. Monday. Monday to talk about this weekend. Um, lots of good football going on this weekend. And 
Thank you for listening to the lead block as always, and we will see you on Monday. Peace.